0: Hey everyone, this week on the podcast is an episode from two years ago where Chris Jared and Charles discuss fostering leadership and how to grow new leaders in your company. The conversation stemmed around perspectives they were gaining as they came to new realizations with where Cat and Cloud was at and what their responsibilities were as owners. It's a really incredible conversation that I think is constantly relevant, which is why we're rerunning it this week. So, if you've heard it before or you're hearing it for the first time, you're definitely going to get something out of it. All right, enjoy.
1: Dude, how was the meetup yesterday? It was good. It was
2: super good. It was really, really good. What meetup? I met up with that dude, Jacob, who does marketing at NVIDIA. Was it
1: what you were looking for or was it like different? I'm more just curious if we have other things to talk about. It was good. Yeah. Please.
2: He put together a list of questions like what are, you know, what are some of our goals for marketing? What, um, what are you doing right now? What do you feel yeah. like you're not doing right now? Mm. Um, and it was kind of a vision scope thing, yeah. which was, there were really good questions to ask. And he kind of reaffirmed some things that I was thinking like gut check. But anyway, he started with, you know, a whole, what do you want to do? How you want to do it? And, I was like, you know, I see people doing all this shit on Facebook. I see, mm. you know, um, every time I open up Instagram, there's sponsored ads. But, you know, you see Onyx or Verve or Blue Bottle, all these people spending money. I was like, I don't know. Should we be doing that? How does it work? And he's, he said, that's, that's that's really complex. That's part of what he does. Mm-hmm. But depending on what you want to do. You have what target audience,
3: saying, that shit, right?
2: What's that? You have to target audience. It's like a whole thing. He said it's super specific. Yeah. And it takes a lot of effort. So, his advice on that front, he said, set your house in order before you spend Mm. any money on anything else. That makes a lot of sense. And I was like, damn, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, (laughs) Absolutely perfect sense. Because some of the things that we don't really do right now are, we have untapped sources like our newsletter our newsletter yeah. just doesn't it just sits there it doesn't do anything we're right. not activating on it it's not a and blog it's not a thing so there's like thousands of people there's on thousands it, of people right? on there and then another one of the things that was a, a stressor for me was you know usually when we create stuff we don't really move as a unified front that we're kind of piecemeal where we yeah. have this uh down to something from coffee all the way to a merch thing like the merch launch that we're working on right now is the first launch that's actually going to be a launch it's the first thing that's going to be a cohesive collection that's going to hopefully be pushed out in a way so he organizes his workflow in what he calls moments and heartbeats or moments and beats and the way he explained it was, you know, we'll look at a calendar year, which is, you should do this too. So look at a calendar year and some moments you'll know are going to happen. And some moments are just going to uh, pop up and appear. So a moment is a thing. So he was, he's getting into home espresso. So he knows about the tamper. He's oh the tamper seemed like it was a moment or an opportunity for a right. moment. Yeah. But what I saw was a really cool tamper and nothing else to support that Uh, you know the launch went out and nothing else happened with it you know there wasn't uh there was a little bit of a story attached to it but it was just there by itself you know that's an opportunity for a moment and then what you do within that moment those are those are the beats those are the little action items so the a beat within the moment of the tamper launch could be you know a small capsule collection that's um using the same colors or the same vibe, whether it's, you know, crazy splash anodized inspired hat or, you know, shirt or, you know, turn it into a mini capsule. Um, a moment could be, you teasing it on Instagram, building up a moment could be activating the newsletter for a moment could be, you know, doing some really basic design where, okay, cool. You're going to switch out some of the banners on your website to where it all kind of has this cohesive, feeling and right. then he cautioned with that too he's, he's like you know another thing that you have to figure out as a business owner is when you're talking about switching everything up on the website how much money are you willing to spend on, on like somebody's labor to on do. that labor to make it and he's, he said that's something that you'd have to decide you know how big is that moment for you yeah that would be my
1: question is like you have all these beats that support a moment it's mm. like how big is how long does the moment last
2: so
3: every moment is different
1: Right. Some are
2: bigger, some are less. Yeah, some are bigger, some are less. So but you could
3: throw like, even just the podcast on the same page as the product. So when they click on the product, there's a podcast about the whole thing right there too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah right. Because there was a pod, right? Just but they about just the weren't linked there. in the same a, spot. There was a podcast. There was that, right? There was some other yeah. some beats there was, that could have happened. There were
3: some beats,
2: but it wasn't packaged in a moment. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, is Makes. That's kind of where I was thinking. And, and then some moments will happen to us. So we can bleep this out later. I don't know how much we can talk about it, but we had something like with this. the big company. Yeah, <laughs> happened. Yeah. He's like, you know, you didn't ask for that, but that's a moment. Yeah, you know, and you you kind of leaned into that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you had some beats within that
3: moment. Um, I mean, there's seasonality. Which are just like moments that are we know are coming, right? And he talked about seasonality, which is too. the most obvious. And but like still. holidays, yeah.
2: He's he's uh, there's some moments that are thrust upon you, and you have your opportunity to create your own moments. So again, a lot of it's really intuitive, and will, like resonated with what I felt in my gut. But it's nice to hear someone who does this for a living for a huge company kind of affirm some of these things. But the yeah. idea of the beats and moments really kind of struck out. Large struck. It's like a cord with me, I was like, oh, okay, that totally makes sense." And the idea of setting your house in order, like making sure you're doing everything you can before you layer on. And then he was talking about in terms of bringing another person on. He's like, "So, what is this person that's leaving? What do they do?" And I was yeah. like, "Okay, well, part of it's functional, where there's a certain amount of input that is needed to run the web store. You know, we need to put up new coffees when we get new coffees, and a new coffee begins with you know." you buy the coffee but then someone has to create the label someone has to take a picture of it someone has to put it up take the copy repurpose it that goes up on our website that goes up on the wholesale partner program site then we need to promote it out to other things um rinse and repeat with products which merch launches are even more labor intensive yeah because coffee in some way shape or form is copy paste yeah, like because every six weeks. Because we don't need to weeks, recreate the wheel every time we do a pretty, coffee launch.
1: Yeah, we're getting more dialed in on at least the timing of that.
2: Yeah. And then with a merch, then you have design added in, which is a whole different thing. And yep. working with vendors and the margins are all different and the whole the whole situation is different. So, you know, they do that as part of the job. Um, just the functional nuts and bolts of it. And then they're also doing Instagram right now and a hodgepodge of other things. So... I was asking him how they hire people, how they bring yeah. people on. And he's saying it might be really tough for you. Because I was kind of telling him what our vision is and what we would like. He's like, it might be really tough for you to get what you need at a price you can afford. Absolutely.
1: That's like the small business person's like eternal struggle. <laughs> well, he said it's even more
2: of a pain in the ass because being so close to Silicon Valley, there's no shortage of yeah. Money over the hill. Money and people who have these skills can double up. Absolutely, you know, go it's like, tech. oh, I'm going to go work. You know,
3: wherever it's yeah. only values fit that we're going to be able to find because you're right. Like, but did what, he talk like, I just wonder if it's city?
1: someone like right out of college who so he they was, can get a job. though. Yeah,
2: this is where he was saying. He's like, you know, m- me six years ago. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, totally. Me six years ago too would have been a perfect <laughs> fit, right? And so finding those people but then he also he's like you know figure out what you're trying to spend in marketing or on that position for a year and then you have flexibility in doing it Mm -hmm. and he said honestly where you're at it's probably going to be you doing more hands on work than you probably want to do right now to get everything moving but he said you know start small get someone in maybe part-time to do the bare minimum Mm. functional essentials on the website, someone to do that. And then it wouldn't be a, the worst idea ever to start poking around and looking at agencies. And this was his thought Well, that's what I, I, I,
1: Chuck right. cringe I, I, for everybody yeah. listening, <laughs> yeah.
2: but this is what he's saying in terms of, let's say we're going to bring someone on and let's say we want to pay someone. Let's just throw a number out there. You know, he, he was like, let's say I want to pay someone $65,000. This is what he said.
1: I was, yeah. I was going to say 40 grand. Let's say 40. <laughs> right. So
2: any, any amount of money, whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. If you hire one person at that spend, And you're trying to find someone who, cool, you know how to do graphic design. You know how to write copy. You know, you understand um, how to push things through social. You understand the ecosystem of what's going on. It's probably going to be really hard to find that person for that amount of money. But if you have someone who does functional things and then you have a strong, he said, this is where people get fucked, is... The problem with working with an agency, if you don't have a strong vision, is that they can totally take you for a ride. But if you know what you're doing and you understand what you want to see, you can guide them in a very direct way to be like, hey, this is what I want to see. And then with that amount of money spent, they have access to not just one person – but there's someone on their team who's a social media expert. There's someone on their team who's a really good graphic designer. There's someone on their team who, you know, creates all these different things. So there's yeah, a p- of... It'd be maybe like an interesting like
1: experiment because I just feel like it's so hard when we're working with people with the agency is like that they don't get your vision or they're working with so many other different companies that yeah. you actually like bang your head against the wall trying to get them to produce what your vision is
2: and he's saying it all depends on what you want what your expectation is and he
3: wasn't advocating for this
2: he said this is something to think about he said then
3: there's the cross-pollination you could you could theoretically have the Reezy advocate where he hired somebody out of country and he's directly connected with them and they do all that stuff for him but they have a one-on-one relationship and it's like this is my expectation to the t And so that seems like maybe a hybrid idea of a similar idea. Yeah, he's got a virtual assistant and a a video editor. Specifically for the things that they want, and they have to do X, X, Y, and Z exactly like this to get their money, and they do it. And he's had, for him, great success. But it was exactly, to your point, he had to say exactly what he wanted and how for a while at the beginning and micromanage the shit out of it until he could pass it on and then the person takes over. But one of his people's been with him for like two years. And that also feels weird, though, because you're not bringing on somebody locally, but maybe it is something where you piecemeal it together for a while just to get to where we need to be. It's
1: also the management style that you want to have and how comfortable you are managing sure. different people for yeah. a specific yeah, I, different things. Yeah. yeah. Versus it's, having somebody in person that's like, I on prefer your team. somebody
2: in person. Yeah. But one of the things that we uh, both agreed on was it's probably important to feel the pain of not having someone before <laughs> you bring on someone. Because once you commit to somebody at yeah, any amount of money, you're kind of stuck with them. And yeah. if you don't know exactly what you need from them, you're paying out that check no matter what. That's fair. I feel like you've back.
1: felt the pain before.
2: <laughs> no, I have. I feel like you know I what have. the pain feels like. <laughs> this is, but now we're in a whole different era because yeah. we, we're not really sure exactly what we're capable of yeah but a, a lot of it had to do with the, some of the same stuff that we run our business by a lot of it had to do with intentionality He's, yeah. you know you you can make decisions and lean into certain places so you might decide that you don't want to do facebook at all because like, oh, that's fine you know you might decide that instead of using that bandwidth to do a little bit on facebook and a little bit on instagram and a little bit on here look pick what you're doing you know say we're going youtube and instagram this is where we're going to go we're going to run this thing for six months to a year and You know, Facebook's just going to exist. We don't have to be on
3: it. It doesn't matter. That commitment seems like one of the most important things is whatever we do, we need to commit to it to see through, to see how it works. And that's, I think, feels intimidating because you have to feel confident in the decision you made or at least confident enough to stick with it. You can't just like keep switching it up over yeah. and over and yeah. over again. So that's where he was, you know, it's funny cuz we
2: ended up talking about we started talking about marketing but we ended up talking a lot about leadership. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. Talking about it, you know, it's it seems like you're going to have to really paint the picture here and do a lot of hands-on management in the beginning to figure out how this is going to work and to really drive the ship and you're going to have to know when you're in the moments, you're going to have to claim that you're in the moments and you're going to have to push your people to um, think about what are some of the beats that are going to be in that moment and constantly readjust at least for the next, you know, who knows how long, because the, you know, I was kind of talking at least, you know, perfect vision is, you know, that frustration where, you know, you're always trying to replace yourself. So how can I get someone who can see what I see, how can I get someone who has the skill and the understanding to be able to not have to have that slow drip feed. And the reality is like that person doesn't probably exist. Yeah. And, and unless at least we make them, at, unless we make them and someone who has all of that in all of that knowledge you know they still need to br- be brought in culturally but back to what we were talking about earlier if we did find someone with all that knowledge it's likely that they don't exist at the price point that we can afford yeah. which
3: means we have to bring them up internally and, and grow build. them to that position yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. which is what we've been talking about a lot lately is the frustration with hiring and why we've forgotten this idea that you have to make the people and advocate and create the leaders you don't just get to wait for them to show up and I don't think we've done a very good job of standing beside people and speaking into what they could be, and following up and making them into the leaders we need them to be. We keep on, in my opinion, giving up on people. Who Who's the last person? Or I mean, go a little deeper on that one. Uh, well, the thing that we used to do very well is speak into somebody who has potential for leadership, walk them through what it'll take, and consistently grow them into that position or to those potential positions and that is something that we've reversed and it's like they have to want it they have to want it and it's like sometimes people don't know unless they have an advocate or a believer what they can be so i'm i'm a i'm kind of a believer on the other side of that and we haven't done it in a long time
2: yeah it's, it's funny because as the as the tide rises, as the ability of everybody at the highest levels of the organization goes up and up and up and up, it's really easy to forget about where everybody came from. Dude, the and gap yeah. is way
3: bigger than it ever has been The right gap now. is
2: bigger than it ever has been, but yep. it's also hard for people to recognize, oh, just a year and a half ago, just even six months ago, yeah. I was at this level. Right. Which is way lower, and but when, I got access. When, when everybody goes up, then your expectation goes up. I need someone who's on my level. Yeah. And to your point, hey, they don't exist. You have to build them. Yeah. You have to create them, just like you were created. Yeah. In this environment that fostered the potential inside of you and brought it up, because it I can't be a I, pass off. That's I agree with saying. you that, that we have been looking for aces we've been looking for these diamonds in the rough but we're we're looking for finished fully polished diamonds yeah you know where we need to do do a little bit of mining we need to do the cuts we need to do the buffing we need to do the polishing that's our part of the job seeing the potential and what could be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fully polished doesn't come like right out of the dirt. Yeah. No,
3: you don't pluck like a perfect diamond (laughs) out of it. Like, Oh, this is what I need. (laughs) I mean, even when you find what theoretically could be, they don't always take the job. And we just went through that in an interview where we thought this could be our diamond, but then there's the whole other side of that. I sat on it and I'm like, we also aren't creating diamonds. We're wanting people to step in and just take the job and be good at it. That doesn't happen. It's like you graduate from college and all of a sudden you're a professional at whatever job you get. No, you get a degree and then they go and your degree means almost nothing unless you're a doctor and then you get retrained to do whatever the fuck you're doing. Like your degree is not. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm struggling with that right now and a little frustrated by it. I mean, we've talked about it pretty openly. It feels like we're moving. We haven't talked about it here though.
2: Oh, not here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, podcast. we've talked about it, but yeah. we've talked, and we've talked about it with the leadership group Yeah, a little bit, which I think we just need to lead it. Sure. Yeah. yeah
1: it's a two way street. Like you, you need the people that want it. Like I think about every job that I've had where I became successful in it and it was like, yeah, for sure. Like my degree didn't matter at all. Right. You get in the job, you like find that mentor, you show them that you want it and then you're usually able to find you know right. find somebody that can help you be there and i've seen that in like multiple points in my career and they lean found, into you right yeah but you and sometimes you have to push a little bit which is maybe what we're looking I, for
2: i think we're looking at the wrong things or one of the let's take hiring for example so one of the things that we started doing in hiring is we're kind of seeding questions to see how people respond and are they speaking
3: specifically to our values? Yeah. Like have they already done their homework have to they, know who we are perfectly? Or
2: do they share the exact same values that we do? Right. And that's impossible. Y- y- you want some yeah. kind of, you want some sort of, some sort of vibe and some sort of overlap, but let's take me for example. And mm-hmm. I've said this a couple of times, if I applied here and had an interview, I don't think I would get hired <laughs> because I wouldn't speak specifically to the idea of, Oh, I keep it simple or I actively pursue better in this verbatim way that we're expecting other people to hit on these things. So because of that, we're missing out on people who have a lot of potential because they're not speaking with extreme specificity on what our five values Mm. are. And I think what we could do a little bit better is, and again, I'm not the guy who interviews everybody, but this is just from the conversations that we've been having with upper leadership and seeing how hard it is to find people, which we'll talk about the, labor (laughs) crisis in a second but we could do better in seeing the potential of people who aren't explicitly saying these five values and just kind of having so much of it is gut feeling is finding opportunity feels You know they're they're motivated. They have their own projects going on. They're doing these things. Maybe they didn't explicitly say inspire connection by creating memorable experiences, but there's something there,
1: right? And it's like an evolution for us of like going through this hiring process and just looking. I think looking for people that are passionate. You know, I think if someone interviewed you and got you talking about the things that you're passionate about outside of your work, it's like that should be like a positive sign for us. Yes. that That's someone, right? That's something you talk about. Someone who's like, like really has something that they're working on that they're wanting to get better, that they're like super passionate about. Right. Because you can take that kind of belief and skills and you can work with that and mold it within like the workplace or
3: even things like do they have a deep friend group they talk about? Like that's a pretty bit. You're not like a lone wolf. You're like, oh, I'm deeply seated in community. Worth considering if you're deeply seated in some sort of community outside of this, there's something going on with you that makes you want to invest in something like there's things to be noticed that I totally agree like. You have to see what a human being's about, not what a human being is about in the context of a little box of perfection.
2: Well, I think about the three of us it's not it 's not like we got together and said, "Hey <laughs> yeah. um, we might start a bu- i 'm looking for people to start a business with. Would you write down your values so I can right. uh, look at them and see if we might be compatible?" <laughs> yeah. We're gonna mindset. It, right. it doesn't work like, like that. If you you know. like dated people like that? No, right? it, it's all based on <laughs> yeah. conversation. And before the conversation, <laughs> it's based off of a feeling. You know, the yeah. first time I met Jared, I'm like, oh, this dude seems like some. You okay. ask me why? I'm like, a- I don't know. This seems like someone I could resonate with. Yeah. You know, and then once we start talking to you, I'm like, oh, Chuck seems like some somebody that we could we could vibe with. And I don't know what your fucking values are. I mean, I do now. Yeah. But. We're, you know,
3: we're seeing the potential in each other. But there is. There's a Venn diagram. Bubble. like Bubble. You're not me. You're not me. You're not me. But we all kind of find something <laughs> there's here. There's a shared yeah. The yeah. diamond, yeah. And that's like <laughs> yeah. what we need to find in potential hires and potential leaders. Like, damn, dude. I don't know. It Cause stresses it, me out because we're getting sucked in more and more and we're going to have to be. Uh, yeah.
1: Because when you ref- reflect on it, it's kind of like I feel like we were in one extreme in the beginning over here where maybe we weren't hiring much to like thinking about values or mission or anything and then it's like then i feel like we totally overcorrected over here about like values uh, you know values alignment dah, 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 and maybe we need to like get back to something i want to
3: ask why you think we weren't hiring values alignment because part of me thinks we were and we weren't owning as a leadership group what our values actually meant and then the people created the meaning of the values and that's what to me that's what that's how it went to um yeah. so like i don't disagree with you but i almost think that Our team at the time convoluted our values to make everybody – it's almost like what I was saying about that group that we were talking about where the – we should have let the leader go before the team got sour so that the real leaders could create a good team. And instead, we kept the leader and the team got sour. Yeah. And then the team went and now – or not now, but at that point we had a leader that was essentially a problem,
1: right, and that person was hiring. That's kind of where and I'm the, going. Like yeah. that person was like hiring. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted we're to get clarity off here. Yeah, and then we got really focused in with all of our leaders yep. about like specific how we're going to hire, and that's maybe not working 100. percent So it's like no, bringing we finding it our way back. because mm-hmm.
3: yeah. it does all come down to leadership, how they yeah. lead people come here I mean that's the thing I always I started tripping on the other day I was like really nobody in this company wants to grow to the next level or they apply and then it's like no and then what then we're just we're done trying in a way and it's not literally that thought process but that's kind of what it feels like it's like okay well you didn't make the interview cool now I'm just waiting on somebody else and we're just gonna let them develop at whatever their pace is and that's just so not how I want our company to run anyway
2: Yeah. That's where I think we're, we are going to collectively experience almost the same thing that I just talked about that dude uh, talked about marketing with that dude, which is, Hey, we're going to need to be in the interview. We're going to need to sit alongside. We're, we're going to need to, you know, we've been heavily engaged with the executive team group, but we haven't really stepped alongside them for the work that feels like it's, you know not quite being what it could be you know yeah. we, we haven't been in the interviews we haven't been looking like hey you know so and so interview coordinator and they didn't get it let's talk about that a little bit more maybe we can give them a shot like what how does this work and mm-hmm. I, I
3: think, think that's going everywhere I like that's where my stress is, yeah. is i'm noticing that everywhere like we haven't been through the evolution of even the roastery and how it works and me being in there a little bit now and yeah, we just seeing. briefly talked about i'm like we haven't actually set the table for the most successful roastery. We've tried to allow people to do their best, but the ones who have the most experience in it passed it to somebody who had one year experience yeah. and walked away. Yeah. Not and m- I- literally. And I mean,
1: I think that's where maybe we didn't do the best job was in that transition. Yeah. But culturally, person's fine. Because when Grace was in, yeah. Yeah. When Grace was leading the roaster and in charge, I feel like we're in a lot better place. That
3: I think is because she's a good leader, not because the roaster is set up for success. No. Yeah. She's a great leader. Yeah. So that's where I'm saying like operationally even, like there's so many little details that feel overwhelming that I agree. We need to step in and like help create and see the opportunities because everybody's so underwater and trying to just lead specifically to keep people excited and keep them engaged that there's a there's no time for looking at the details of how it could be just a better system and a better operation alex they did do a good job in coming in and helping at the beginning but there's right, a lot but that's we not could gonna do. be
1: a long-term solution they have other full-time jobs right it's like
3: and it was under the budget of zero like it was what can we do with no money at this time to make it look and feel nicer in this place that already exists and what did they do they move some things around and like try to sticker some bags but like that might not be enough. For sure it won't be enough. Well, it's not (laughs) enough. We're obviously there. (laughs) So it's interesting to think about. (laughs) I get excited about it, but I also don't know how to move forward, and that's where the three of us need to get together and bring some heat. I feel one of the things that these conversations
2: have shown to me is I felt a lot of pressure in the last couple months to be on the train of... Of growth and looking into the future and seeing what's next, which is a huge part of our job. But I felt that pressure really, really looming. And I think it's been taking me out of day-to-day into things that really could use my attention. Things like some of the stuff we're talking about in marketing, things like some of the stuff that we're talking about in the roastery. And Mm. I and this is just a mindset thing, you know, obviously we looked at that place in San Diego and decided Mm -hmm. that it wasn't the right go because of how things are going. And Mm -hmm. I'm, even though that happened, I was still really looking forward to whatever that future thing was, you know, this ability to bring people up to replace you and to kind of go out and create these new paths. And now after having these conversations the last couple of days, I'm, kind of wanting to not fully put blinders on, but just kind of embrace where we're at and just see this for the building year that it might be and just get really, really cozy with the fact that it's like, hey, we might not, I don't need to feel this pressure of doing this new, crazy, weird, amazing thing because there's so much work to be done on the day-to-day and all of that work will aggregate into something that's really awesome.
1: Yeah, and that work has to be done. I mean, I am I kind of, you know, once we had that conversation about like, you know, turning down the lease Mm -hmm. and digging into where digging into where we are right now. It's like, yeah, I kind of flipped the switch to be like, cool. We can't do anything until all these things are like humming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, And we feel good about them and people can replace themselves. It's like, until we can do that, it's like, cool. I'm not even gonna, yeah, I'm not even going to think about how we're going to grow because it's just not going to be healthy for the organization.
2: I don't think I fully got in that mindset until yesterday. Mm. dude
1: that's rad but that's (laughs) does that feel good to like i think so i feel a little bit of peace we'll see how
2: it works out in in reality but yeah
1: because i I mean i just i because in my mind i'm just like cool we're not doing anything until the our organization as a whole shows me that we can the foundation well i
2: think one of the things that i've been struggling with is I, i always struggle between this um Being a really directive leader versus being someone who poses a lot of questions and kind of finding Mm. the middle ground.
1: You ask good questions. On that.
2: Thank you. Appreciate that. Sometimes I ask too many questions and sometimes I don't step into what I know well enough, Mm. soon enough, and to be able to have these things like, hey, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. What's the best way we could do it? Sometimes I'm a little bit like, what could we do here? you know and I don't always get the return that I want and that's really frustrating when we're talking about people who are showing a ton of potential and in my mind are high level I've almost you know I project their potential into their reality
1: yeah which is like Mm -hmm. I see what you
2: could do yeah and I expect that from you right now but I'm not really doing I haven't done enough of the hard work to get Mm. you to that point yet and I'm Mm.
1: Because you do. You believe in people more than people believe in themselves. Sometimes Often. Sometimes this thing yeah. that was uh, something we see Yeah, separated. it's a
2: pretty recurring theme. But, um, Why I is mean, laughing? You're, <laughs> you're close though. You're a piece of shit and you could do way better. If you just step your game up, you wouldn't have to be sitting in the corner one day. You might be on camera, man. I, I think you're close though because I think
3: that's the difference. It's like you take, you take whatever, head chefy person, they need to be able to direct – but then, like, back off to let the people a try. You still need to be able to direct, though. We, as a group, actually all need to be able to direct, and then get out of the way appropriately. But at the same time, like, we are the ones with all the, all the experience and all the knowledge and all the opportunity for others to allow them to make the right mistakes, but not yeah. not the ones that hold us back over and over again. And yeah. That's that's I think what we. Yeah. We were asked to go really far away from that, and we worked our way back a little bit. And now we have a really good trust in this leadership team. And honestly, I just forget that like none of them are actually terribly experienced. They're so high level, but honest got truth, like really years, low experience in years no of work like... in this industry and what we're doing. Yeah, and that I... doesn't make that's opportunity. That doesn't make anything bad. It just saying that makes it sound like, oh, we have this weak but team. I, no, no, no. Three I think years versus 20 years or 60 yeah. when you can combine everybody in our leadership group and probably add it up to like 12.
2: That's where I think we have the biggest opportunity because I, one of the things that I see is we have these people who are growing at a really rapid rate. Absolutely. You know, if you look yeah. at our executive team, they're growing in skill at a really rapid rate keeping in mind that they don't have a ton of experience, nowhere near close to the experience we have. Mm -hmm. One of the things I think I know I do, and it feels like we do as an organization, is once people get to a certain level of competence, we back off really quickly. We say, oh, man, you're you're doing really good at this one thing. You got it all. And I think what we could do is be more specific. Own our
3: loss here, people. Hey,
2: (laughs) guess what? You did do really good at this one thing, and this is showing so much promise, that's awesome good job now let's talk about this next thing whereas we go we go hands off real quick yeah and i think we need to
1: i think that would be the gold in like the next kind of like executive you know to build into like executive meetings kind of like i feel like where this conversation is going is it like cool looking at where the soft spots in the organization are and then us plugging Mm -hmm. us like actively and intentionally plugging in in some way to those areas to support and build those areas right. up to where we want them to be. Well, Seems and I'm like bouncing back are... from
3: from the trauma of leaning in and and essentially really like well, um, encouraging people to step into places and sh- like I mean just really encouraging them and they would yeah. and then the other parts happen, but I think there's a difference now. I think we have the opportunity to, to get this whole team to essentially, I mean professional basketball coaches they have a million coaches they coach people to make them better they specifically are like you can be a superstar we're going to make you a superstar you do this and so you become a superstar we could all be doing that and i'm i think we should be doing that now whereas before we did that and then we let the culture be and we did this and then it got weird and that is, in turn kind of like creates a downward spiral in my opinion that's what happened i don't think it always happens i think once we get the ball going and our foundation is so strong that won't happen as much but right then
1: But you may always have transitionary Totally. transitionary where we can step in and
3: Yeah. I th- I just agree with you. I think there's a point where now we can take the cultural group. And be like, who do you literally love to see every single day on your team? Have you told them like I want to make you a leader? Are you interested in being a leader? Or do you wait for them to come to you and be like, I'd love to be in leadership one day? You know, or he's like, what are your passions? And it's like, find the middle ground and be like, tell them. Home I mean, there's certain people I want to shout out that I don't want to go above and beyond the leaders that we have now. But I'm like, I want you to be a leader. I want you to be a leader. I want you to come be in the roastery. I want you to go do this. And I, you don't have to, but you could do a very good job. And I believe in you hardcore. Like, let's go. If you want to, we have the resources and the, the people here to help make that a reality. And we'll tell you where you're falling short. And then you can either create your future or not. No hard feelings either way. You're super valuable. Yeah, I just think that there's something... I've I've just loved... And that might just be my style. I know it's my style, but I believe in that so much. I mean, that is a style. That's one of the leadership styles. Yeah. I mean, it's a good
2: style. Thanks, man. (laughs) Not like there's... I don't even think that's a leadership style. I think that is... When you're talking about people who are heads of organizations or CEO type people, one of the things that they need to be able to do is to see potential, not just in people, but in the organization. So maybe it's a visionary. It's a a visionary thing, right? And you have that not only with people, but in a lot of different aspects of your life. It's like, oh, I'm I'm able to see what's possible. And that's why Cat and Cloud exists, because three dudes were able to see, oh, this could be a thing. We have a ton of experience in the industry, not really any experience starting a business yeah, yeah. and you know that was our stretch you know we were able to <laughs> right. see that stretch ourselves and so when I hear that that makes perfect sense, and then the work that we need to do is communicate that to the executive team because you know, I think you're right to say, hey, I don't want to shout these people out and go above and beyond the people who are actually their leaders, yeah. who I wish would be seeing the same things that I see, yeah. and then that becomes the training.
3: Yeah. Right? Here's yeah. what
2: I see in this person. Here's what I see in this person. Here's how I um, see the future, for lack of a yeah. better term. And it doesn't mean you're always right. You no, know. but it's
1: in the same way that you build the skills to go into a cafe and it, like bringing people alongside. Here's what I see mm-hmm. in flow. Here's what I see in you know service and right. flow and how things are set up. Here's where maybe we could where we're missing a little bit. Like, what do you see? Like you yeah. do that really well with bringing people into the cafe and looking at sure. And then um, being able to push because but that's some, the thing is pushing. Sometimes you yeah. push like
2: this happens a lot. You know, I see so and so, and I think they have this, this, and this, and they would be primed to be a coordinator and then the team leader says no you're wrong because they're failing on this that, and the other and then as a visionary being able to say that might be true but i think you're missing something and look at this right i respect your opinion that you're working with this person every day i'm telling you as someone who sees potential not in these words obviously but you know I think you need to give this person a chance. Yeah. I would give this person a chance. And I I think that's a conversation that we could have more because a lot of times when we do make bids on certain people, we'll take the pushback and not want to ruffle people's feathers. Be like, okay, cool. You work with them. Right. Fine. Your decision. Yeah. Uh, Maybe,
3: maybe not yet. Well, there's like, (laughs) well, there's just, there's elements of ego here too that are not, that everybody has. Right. So certain people are averse to the idea of like personally they're like ooh i would i wouldn't like it if somebody came and said i want to make you this or i think you should be that and they're like you're boxing me in and that's that's that can go away but sometimes that is the initial reaction and so occasionally you'll have somebody who has a strong will and somebody will come up to him and be like, Hey, you're going to kill it at this. I think you should be that I'd love to do -do it. And they're like, Ooh, I don't like that. You tell me who I am and what I'm supposed to be. That doesn't mean you stop there. It doesn't mean you stop believing. Like you look at what to me, you look at what will happen if, so then it's like, okay, well I see so-and-so every time they're in the cafe, the lights are on for everybody around them. The world is a better place. What happens if that person can then be in leadership to take the pressure off of you who seems to be drowning all the time? Whether they recognize it now or not, you don't have to stop encouraging, pushing, nudging, directing towards that opportunity. And also, maybe you need to be a visionary yourself and paint a picture of what this place could look like if they do. That's the thing I I also get really passionate about uh, because it well because you literally can make whatever if it all works out right you really can the people get fearful understandably that if you say something and it doesn't work out exactly that you could be held accountable to it not working out i mean and then we've all been there but that's that's what leadership does leadership paints a picture and says you come with to make me do this to do that with you and this this is what this big picture will look like when we all make it happen and then you see if they resonate too and then, if there's any flicker of light at all, it's like, let's go. Yeah. How in the world would anybody look at what could be if you have a very clear picture of it and be like, yeah, actually, that would be a better life in this cafe versus like, nah, unless the work is just simply what they don't want. And yeah. if they're honest and they're like, that just doesn't sound like a job I want to do. Sick. Let it be. Yeah. But if that's not the response you get, the specific, like that's not the kind of job I want to have,
1: why
3: are we just? Why would you ever give up on that opportunity? Yeah. Whether whether it's anything, right? Whether it's efficiency, whether it's a human, whether it's whatever, you know. Like, and that's just me because I see all of that as a path to freedom for that person, the next person, the next person. I just see this, the dominoes start falling, and I get really hyped because the only thing that is holding us back is like the energy forth and then the reciprocation of that energy i'm guilty of not doing it as well but i also am at this place where i'm like fuck it all let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. only because i don't want to be stuck where we're stuck any is any longer than it needs to be stuck meaning
1: well just where you a little more negative areas sounding areas that, that are is. soft that aren't fully like the foundation that you want
3: yeah Cause of the potential for our company that I think we all can see in vision where we do want to grow it can't happen until we have yeah, a really totally. strong foundation and we've yeah. all agreed on that. Yeah. So it'd be really sick to just start identifying like
1: where the cracks are and fucking shore it up a little bit.
3: Like, I mean, not like I say like a lot, it would be cool to do that. It'd be cool to, to know where some of the cracks are to also do things like talk about when we talk about our bags, right? You get it done but then you realize, okay, labeling, specifically stickering bags, is taking a shit ton of time. What is a solution to that? And I did, whether this is a solution or not, just a throw out a thing. This guy's
2: been trying to squeeze this conversation in here for the past 10 minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk about labeling. No. I'm, I want to talk about fixing <laughs> all like that. a year yeah. late to the labeling <laughs> conversation. No, no, well, it's because we, we shouldn't be labeling at all. We should probably take a, take a note. Anyway, I have an idea about that, but it's like, I think all of our coffees, all of our bags should be fully printed, even down to like Columbia. And then we should have an insert where we can get our printouts and just insert the information into a thing. I don't care who's done it before. If all of our bags are printed and Columbia is printed, it's way faster to do this with only the only the single origin coffees that change and yeah. never do it with the answer and the truth and all those things again. And so, that stuff is like such a huge bottleneck of time.
1: For sure, it is. but I don't
3: know the cost and and like so. Anyways, it's like yeah. where are we going to commit our time to, to figure out right? That's what what it needs is. to be done first and get after it? Yeah, totally. That's where I'm most hungry, actually.
0: Hey everyone, that's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself we have something for everyone so check it out also find us in the usual places youtube instagram we're always there sharing amazing things all right that's it thanks everyone for being awesome we'll be back next week